0: Good morning, kings, queens, princesses, and prince. We're looking at the fruit of the spirit, which is faithfulness. The fruit of the spirit, which is faithfulness. A reflection topic is backslidden and wayward. God is all we have. Backslidden and wayward. God is all we have and I'm sure we all understand what I'm saying backward and uh, wayward and backslidden God is all we have The scripture comes from 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 7 Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you 1st Samuel chapter 30 Verse 6, David, too, was in anguish. Some of his men talked about stoning him because they were so bitter about their families being taken. But David took comfort in the Eternal One, his true God. In reflection, we've all experienced a lapsed In our faith sometimes we may not know that we've lapsed other times we may know that we have and we don't care as we are either angry with God we want what we want or we just want to be prodigal we've had our times when our faith has put has was put to test and we found ourselves on the bottom looking and reaching up we may be going through this today also our reasons vary as to why or how we come to our places or our rooms of bondage how did i get here we must know that satan desires us and wants to sift us as wheat this is why we must put on the full armor of God, so we can stand in the day of evil. We must also know that while we were saved by grace, we are still held accountable for our actions, and no, we do not have to question why do bad things happen to good people, and no. We do not have to ask, say things that I just had a life changing experience, or no, because what you did, this is what I am going through. What I am going through, you are going through because of you. In this instance, things happen because it's just a part of life, and it should not remove us. From our intimacy with God, as this was with Job. The scripture says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end, um, he will stand on the earth. We should be just like that. Stuff happening may be because of some sinful action on our part that brings us to this particular place. Whatever the case may be, we have to know that God will allow hardship. He will even allow heartache in order for us to grow in the grace and knowledge of himself. Remember, David, when we are finding ourselves in a discouraging place, Maybe you're there today. Just remember the story. Before David was king, he found himself in such a place, believing that his days were numbered as it pertained to, you know, King Saul chasing after him like a madman. He made a terrible decision. That is, David. We read about it in so many versions uh, throughout our church institutions but it says and david said in his heart now i shall perish someday by the hand of saul have you ever said that i'm gonna perish someday by the hand of such and such this is nothing better for me there is nothing better for me than that i should speedily escape to the land of the philistines and saul will despair of me to seek me any more in any part of Israel, so I shall escape out of his hand. Then David arose and went over with the 600 men who were with him to Ashkish, the son of Mohash, king of Gath. David brings himself, his family, and his 600 men that were with him Unto enemy territory. In an effort to escape the king. Saul. So in other words. He took his family. And all these men. Into the place of raggedy. And they followed him. That's why you can't follow everybody. And while Saul did cease chasing David. David's decision to dwell in the enemy's camp. Was proved to be very very costly anytime we seek to escape the pressures of life by stepping back into the world and doing their thing we will find nothing but discontent we will find discouragement and we will find devastation when david returns from battle and is requested to leave To avoid any more trouble with the Philistines, he returns to Ziklag, where they had been staying and finds it burnt down. Along with that, their families had all been taken captive, though none had been slain, so that in itself was okay, but they were in captivity. David now coming to grips with the results of his bad, bad decisions with, was at a crossroad. It was David's distress that shook him loose from the place where he had fallen. When all who were with him became so bitter and com- contemplating putting him to death, David then sought to encourage himself in the Lord, his God. When, we find, when you find yourself in a discouraging place, such as a zigzag season, if I may respond to this, how do you or how do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? Well, I'd like to offer three things we, that we could do to properly put ourselves into a decent place with the Lord. First of all, proper faith. David's faith was surely under siege by the enemy, as all of God's children's faith will be. Our faith at times will be put under siege. This is the enemy's plan to frustrate our faith in an effort to get us to somehow walk away from it, set it aside or get us to place our faith somewhere like under the rug other than on the lord this is what happened to david by coming up with his plan to step into enemy territory to avoid his enemy and that is such a dumb thing but we do it too he was not now trusting in himself he was trusting in his own plan he was trusting in his own ingenuity His own cleverness one may argue that it took faith in God for David to make such a move but I believe that God would now ask us to align ourselves with our enemy for the sole purpose of escaping the enemy yeah that's true this is surely David's own plan and we have we do the same thing we make our own plans going back to the enemy's camp Even though we know that the enemy is on us and so on, we do the same thing. In order to be encouraged in the Lord, our faith needs to be in Christ. His finished work on the cross makes this all possible. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is in Galatians chapter two, verse 20. If you want to read that more, this life is now. We now live, must be lived by faith in Christ and his finished work. Of course, David's faith at that time had to look ahead to the promise of Christ's sacrificial death, but we have the promise. His finished work declares all that he accomplished on my behalf, my justification, my sanctification, my future glorification, my present deliverance. He did it all. When my faith is properly placed on him, and I realize all that he has done for me, there need be no room for discouragement, for I am greatly encouraged in the Lord. Hallelujah. The second thing, we must have proper sight. It is in those things when we can see nothing but darkness, That we must see what we cannot see. Let me say it again. It is in those times when we can see nothing but darkness. Dark, dark, dark. That we must see what we cannot see. Through the finished work of the cross, the Lord through his spirit has given us discernment. This is what enables us to see what we cannot see, even though it is already there. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This type of sight, Calls on us not to focus on the things we see. But to focus on those things that come against. Those things that come against us. And are able to bring us down. We're not supposed to focus on that. Let me say it again because I think I fumbled a little bit. This type of sight calls on us not to focus on the things we see. That is those things that come against us. Stop focusing on things that bring us down. We do not ignore these things or somehow behave as if the situation really does not exist. But rather, once again, it calls on us to focus on the finished work of Christ. The things that are not seen are those things that are not tangible. I don't place myself on a regimen Of works to pull myself out of a dark place so that he will see all that I do in the hope that he will raise me up those non tangible things I spoke spoke of are his sustaining peace his fortifying power his abundant grace and his unfailing mercy and loving-kindness. When I am able to see my plight for the perspective, from the proper perspective, I am greatly encouraged because the knowledge of and reality of these things lift me up, and I wait to see what the Lord will do next. The other thing I want to talk about is proper praise. Here we find the most difficult thing to do in times of discouragement, yet it is exactly what it is called for. We have to know, and you'll get this as you become more spiritually mature, praise will do two things. First, it will invite the presence of God to where you are. We need our Psalms. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. As we praise the Lord, he comes to our side, but he comes bearing gifts to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. What a great trade-off this is. He takes all of our ashes, our mourning, and our heaviness, and replaces them with his beauty, his oil of joy, and his garment of praise. Wow. Second, praise will Confound the enemy. He wonders how We continue to stand how we continue to trust and how we continue to praise When we are in the dark and, and we're in a difficult place the scripture reads and When he had consulted with the people he appointed those Who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. And they were defeated. That Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse twenty one and twenty two. Remember, David was the was in a hot mess. It was a lot to bring. It took a lot to bring David to this place that we're talking about. But now he is here. God is his only, only strength. God strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This was the backslidden and wayward David. So I asked, why would God strengthen David? Because God is rich in mercy, he's rich in grace, and because David was now completely broken, ready to be filled. Sometimes we think we have to achieve God's blessing or strength. But by David's example, we find he shows us another way. David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. He received the strength. He felt it flow through himself and was bold enough to ask for it and receive it from God. So we have to be bold enough to ask for it and receive it from God. Before this, he didn't see himself. As weak but after coming home to a burnt out ghost town David knew he was weak and needed God's strength and we must do the same when we are burnt out and we find ourselves in our ghost towns we have to be like David and ask and wait for God's strength David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. All was lost. At this point, David had nothing more to support him. No one in Israel could help him. The Philistines didn't want him. His family was gone, and all he owned was gone. Even his friends turned against him, and they will. The people spoke of stoning him, and they will. Every support was gone, and it will, except the Lord. This is a good place to be, not necessarily a bad place. David was vulnerable. He was lost. He was backslidden and on the fast pace to skid row. Does this sound familiar in your life today? everything everyone going against you all you have is jesus so in conclusion encourage yourselves in the lord which indicate that this is a choice that we have to make and we must also choose to encourage ourselves in him alone while this being done with this being done, and our focus on the finished work of Christ, the Spirit of God, the Comforter, would then be able to work with us in the conjunction with our proper faith, our proper sight, and our proper praise. The veil has already been torn. You can go straight on in. So have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord. And remember that Jesus is Lord, you have the victory, and you can still look up. Love yourselves, forgive yourselves, forgive others, and love others. Amen.
1: to move.